Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and welcome to this podcast. Uh, this podcast that a lot of people have been calling the only thing that gets me through the quarantine. And by a lot of people, I mean Rob and I. Um, we usually start this podcast with uh, with mistakes and apologies for those mistakes. We call ourselves out. We hold ourselves accountable, Rob. Mm-hmm. Did we make, did, did, are you eating something? You, like you, you wait, <laughs> yeah. you wait until the podcast is started. And, and like, you really, know, I was like, oh, hey, this talk. is a good time to just start. To eat a, sh- I eat a carrot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, carrot. There's like, oh hey, what's something that's super crunchy? That's what's here's gonna some, get a lot of lot of slobber in my mouth. Some chips with ridges. This is a great idea. I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, uh, I feel like we make mistakes every week, uh, or every podcast, and every podcast Doug Bell Sass calls us to the carpet. Yeah, what yes, that we, is true. Yeah, what did we do last time that you we know I've completely forgotten other than like we were late to the it was the, well right we were yeah it was uh no it was the 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 best of the show yojo the best episodes of that was yeah it, right yeah um yeah i don't think i don't think we missed out on any of that there was no mistake no, and it. it was also you know it was opinion um but <laughs> i had that doesn't matter it no, doesn't matter i I, I i won because of cold slither it yeah was. that's true oh my god cold slither I've been literally thinking about cold sliver, uh, slither, not sliver. Cold sliver is my Groot tribute band. Uh, cold slither, <laughs> and I that has been uh, in my thoughts a lot. Like, like there, are, you can ask my wife occasionally. I've been like, ha ha, cold slither <laughs> tickles me so. so. All right, that's good. Well, then, if we have nothing that we were wrong about, let's uh, start this damn show. Yeah, um, my name is Monty Ike, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, let me introduce you to uh, the uh, "That's No Moon" to my. He was the most human. <laughs> the oh, we got a live one here to my. Why so serious? The uh, Wolfman's got Nards to my. Hey, you guys. He's my best friend, Rob Bloom. Hi, Monty. I uh, I'm liking all those. This yeah, yeah. You know, I just and I you mean, stole my entire top ten there. So we're oh, good, 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 no. good. What are we talking about? For people, so we are talking best movie one-liners and maybe quotable lines. And, and I am going to point this out right away. I doubt you and I are pulling from Casablanca. I doubt we were. Do, I what? actually have hot Casablanca in my honorable mention list. So, <laughs> okay, yes. well that's good. Did did you did you happen to pull from any of uh, AFI's uh, greatest one hundred movies of all time? I mean, really seriously, 
Doctor you, Strangelove? Oh, I know which one you're talking about, and that's a good one. Maybe, maybe, because there's a lot from Doctor Strange. There's a it, lot, it's, but it's going to be George C. Scott's. There's, yeah, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, maybe, yeah? maybe. I know it that, might yeah. It might fall into, like, as we're going, I might throw it in the honorable okay. mention. Cause All right. This is, this, this is a Morpheus type. Yeah. I'm that, I'm like, letting you know I that I did not pick the greatest movies of all time. I picked movies that I really enjoy and those lines I, that I've quoted. Uh, yes. Did you have any from Caddyshack? No, but yeah, what? it's not weird. We're Cinderella two white men. story. The the greatest comeback of all yeah. time is one of my all time favorites. Uh, you got that going for me. Yeah, uh, we're great. we're white men in our forties. Of course, we can quote Caddyshack. It's basically how we <laughs> communicate in the bathroom ladies if you ever wanted to know what's going on in a men's room it's usually just caddyshack quotes um all right so uh yes we're talking quotes and again i give the caveat these are my favorite movies not necessarily the best movies of all time there you go and i've actually left out some of my favorite favorite movies i.e i don't have any star trek i don't have any star wars I ironically don't have any Ghostbusters, but as I'm oh sitting here, I'm going. There's some Ghostbuster quotes that are. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me give you uh, let me give you my favorite quote. Let me just recite the entire script verbatim because that would be what I would do. I couldn't pull one that you know. Actually, which oh. way do these stairs go? They go up. They That's go probably up. my favorite. <laughs> so I love that joke. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's do this. Let's let's start this uh, this bad boy out. Okay, do you you want me to go? Yes, I want you to go. I feel okay. like I've talked about Okay. Okay. So, um growing up, there was one movie that was incredibly influential to me and most people would probably know that I am a Superman fan, but the Richard Donner Christopher Reeves Superman number 1 has really one of the greatest quotable lines of all time. As the helicopter is falling and Lois is falling and Superman catches both. Yeah. Lois says, you got me, but who's got you? Oh, it's iconic. It's, I think they used it, it in the trailer, didn't they? Yes, and they, they actually yeah. used it in like in other things. Uh, in fact, I just watched the Superman Red Sun, and they reuse it in there. Yeah, it's a good line. It's a real good line. But if, well, I so let's not pretend that I was in any sort of cognitive way of knowing anything about when that movie first came out. I was a bit Oh, agree. I, I, I we're, we're the same but, age, but the the but whole see it in syndication that yeah. was played on the commercials for the, the right. Movie. But if you see the tagline was "You'll believe a man can fly," right? Wasn't that like mm -hmm. the tagline yes. of Superman? Which I'm like flying on is, all the posters. Flying is like uh, like fifth on the cool things Superman does in that movie. Flying, I would say, is fifth. true, but it was also pretty innovative for its time oh, to the, the, see that in film, right? The and I think the that was effects. the whole reason of. Because originally it was going to be them filming a uh, yeah I'm playing with a knife uh, them filming a a remote control Superman in the sky and, and that that was their initial and it looked so bad they oh my god yeah they had to come up with new ways I mean, to imagine imagine I say this about Star Wars all the time imagine how much we would make fun of these movies if those special effects weren't good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be talking about Star Wars today if we, those effects no, weren't good. No, it would be like Plan Nine from Outer Space. Hey, you no. remember that guy who made uh, who made American Graffiti and then made that really hilarious show about space? That's how we would deal with it. Mm -hmm. And he would be an assistant director on Jaws. That's yeah. how it would have gone. All right, 
Uh, so uh, it's a great scene. Uh, that's at the start of the movie, right? Is that no, no, no? Um, no it's, no, it's, it's after his the first small appearance. Book. It's his first, first public appearance, appearance as, as Superman because the start of the movie is all Smallville origin. Yeah, story and uh, you rewatch that movie. It is almost an hour in 20 minutes before we see him in costume. Something yeah. like that. It's ridiculous. Because as we've discussed on this show, Superman's greatest power is the fact that he grew up in Kansas and is grounded by his parents. That is his greatest superpower. Yeah, but sometimes on film, that's not what you want to see. I know, but I know. It, but it's but also it the iconic and first real superhero movie. It's so it kind of set every, the tone. Every, every other superhero <laughs> origin story is judged by that. That's yeah. that is that is that is. All right, so here here it is. I want you to picture this. Okay, we're in the middle of the eighties. Uh, of course, uh, the government is always good and always just and always right. Uh, crime is terrible, and the criminal justice system is overtaxed. Uh oh, you might be. Yeah. So so in in this in this time of dire straits, a maniac, Rob Bloom, a maniac has taken over. Is it a bodega? Is it a supermarket? Probably a supermarket. He has hostages. He has a shotgun, and he has a bomb, and he's demanding. Oh, I know. I know where you're going. Okay. He's I'm, demanding I'm, TV cameras so that he can talk about the new world order. And one man rolls in there, a plainclothes policeman. At one point, he talks to him on the. Uh, really, you call it plain clothes at this point? I, I, yeah, well, I, he's not. He look, he's not in uniform, is he? No, no, he's not. No, in he's uniform. definitely we, not. We can in agree uniform. on that. We can agree on that. <laughs> he does some things in the <sighs> supermarket. He calls the madman a terrible shot and says he can't. Uh, he doesn't abide by that. He busts out of the back, and he says, "You're the disease." <laughs> And I'm the cure. That's right. I'm talking about Cobra. He, by the way, then I love how, by the way, he stabs him with a knife, similar to the one you're playing with right now. Uh, yes. And then as the guy spins the gun around, he says, drop the weapon while shooting him six times. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again. That movie right. is the pinnacle of yeah. uh, testosterone. Um, yes, and, um, absolutely. There's actually a line in there that doesn't get as much, but I think is actually funnier. Is when he first pops out and then they have a brief conversation, the madman says, I'm going to blow up this whole store. And Cobra says, oh, I don't shop here. I don't care. <laughs> I don't shop here. That's actually yeah. a better. That's actually, it guys, is. that's a better line than you're yeah. the disease and I'm the cure. But mm, yeah, there you go. But I love yeah, that. You're, yeah. that movie is so bad. Do you, and remember, then do you remember pizza? when he cuts up the pizza, cuts with, the pizza with the scissors? And I thought it was so cool at the time. I totally thought it was cool at yeah. the time. I remember eating cold pizza and cutting it with scissors afterwards because I thought that was so butch. Now I look back and I'm like, that yeah. is the dumbest thing in the world. What kind of yeah. weirdo? Remember his car? That was what I primer, thought you were going to... Primer Gray. I love that car. Yeah. That, the inspiration that was so for dope. Tim Ham. Yeah. But here's the other thing that I always think is funny. He shoots that guy and then spins the gun like a cowboy and then shoves it in the waistband of his of his pants. That's right. And oh, that's I totally can't right. help but to think he fired that gun 7 times that metal's probably. Oh, yeah, a well, high. you know, he's also, you know, the Italian stallion. He's... He is. There you go. Uh Cobra, uh you're the disease and I'm the cure. That's my first one. That's my out popping out and going for it. It's my first one. 
Okay, so um, I do think I am going to go ahead and throw in yeah. for n- my number four. Do it. Um, so the movie is uh, Doctor Strangelove. Yeah. The scene is in the war room. Yes, yes, it is. Rob. <laughs> did you did you predict I it? I predicted it. This is a great yes. line. Okay, so the movie is full of satirical situations and some of the most, I think I remember watching this movie as a kid and not understanding what it was making fun of. I, I thought it was supposed to be kind of scary and apocalyptic as a young child. And then as I got older and realized just how tongue in cheek, every fricking line is. Yeah. And, uh, you'll have to forgive me. I can't think of the actor's it's name. George Pink Panther. Oh no. no Peter no. Sellers. Peter Sellers. Yeah. Peter Sellers is brilliant yeah, in three in different roles three and yeah, i think three and four. doug will know and then yes <laughs> yeah and you will call us on it later but yeah george c scott delivers the greatest line in the movie which i believe is gentlemen you can't fight in here this is a war room <laughs> it's great just makes me giggle every time yeah. i think of it george c scott's character if i'm not mistaken gets introduced he's talking to his mistress on a phone in the war room <laughs> You remember that? Like, they shoot it. They shoot it from the floor because he's like bent over so that no one can hear him, right? Like, he's turned away from the big circle war room. He's turned away and he's like whispering into the phone to his mistress. And it's shot in such a ridiculously comical way to show that he is just this like coked out, (laughs) jingoistic creepoid. I, I every it. time I watch that movie, it just I see something different. It, it's funnier in a different way. It's so layered. It's so it's layered. the most brilliant thing ever. So he plays Doctor Strange. Love. He plays the president. And he plays the Air Force uh, Colonel. Right. Those are the correct. Three roles. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if Peter Sellers plays anything else. My favorite is Doctor Strange. Love himself. Where yes. He... Which is. <laughs> Which is so Dick yeah (laughs) yeah no it's they he actually births a couple of tropes that you see later on which oh absolutely that movie movie is full of and when did that come out in the late 60s is that yeah uh i mean yeah like i think late late 60s after he shot the moon landing he did that movie i think (laughs) (laughs) okay what's really funny to me is the idea that stanley kubrick directed that movie it's a good comedy you have to have peter sellers to enable stanley uh, that's actually there's so many that yeah that's probably I, why it's shot so beautifully is because stanley kubrick was the director it takes peter sellers to make sure that stanley kubrick doesn't fuck up a comedy exactly that's what exactly because it's like it's a melding of some minds one who's visually and you know story-wise telling just a genius and then you have the comedic minds of Peter Sellers and then George C. Scott being an amazing actor himself. Right. And, and he does, he and does just, what Leslie Nielsen learned how to do later on in life is like you, you play the straight man so much. It makes you so good at playing comedy. Ex- that's exactly what he's yeah. doing. He's, yeah. he's, he's not being funny. He just happens to be funny. Right. Of. He's presenting <laughs> a character that is funny in its ridiculousness, but he's so yeah. earnest in it that it lets it go. All right. Yeah. Uh, my number four <laughs> Uh, comes from, and I, I, I'm going to talk about this because I think this one's really super important. Okay, so I want you to imagine two Porsches racing down the streets of, <laughs> uh, of Los Angeles 
Actually, okay. I think this is in Mulholland. I think it's Mulholland Drive. I, I think that's where this okay. is. Okay, Laurel Canyon. I don't know. Uh, the the red the red Porsche knocks the yellow Porsche off the road. It skids on its side and then slams into a tree. A large man gets out of the uh, the red Porsche, goes over to the yellow Porsche, pulls a sniveling, slimy son of a bitch out of it, holds him over a ledge down below certain death, maybe the Hollywood sign, and interrogates him to find out exactly where the people who took his daughter are hiding. And he does that by saying, you know, I, I, I won't kill you right away. And then, once he gets the information, he says, remember, remember when, when I said I, I would kill you last? I lied. Again, that's a great line. But one of my favorite things is afterwards, is Ray Don Chong says, well, what did you do with them? And he, sh- he goes, I let him I go. I let him go. <laughs> Commando. It's Commando. I literally... I have that right there on my list. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't read it, but it, yeah, I get. Yeah, you. it's fine. No, I, I. Here's here's why I think Commando for me is the start of the '80s genre of action. You have an action star kill people and then say a pun afterwards. It really, it really is the pinnacle of of Schwarzenegger's punny, you know, dialogue as he's in the middle of it. Like, right? Yeah, yes, Terminator had I'll be back and things like that, but. This is yeah. This is this is because he's not a robot. He's he's. This is a this is somebody who's really into pop culture and killing people. Apparently, I don't know, but I, I really feel like Commando opens the floodgates for that, and everyone else was like, "Oh, we need to punch up our action movie with this witty dialogue." And I think what's funny about it is now when you look at the success that Marvel has with all this stuff like that, one of the things always people talk about is, "Oh, what a great blend of action and comedy." And I think the 80s are the reason for that is because we oh, learned yeah. that you can't just kill a person. You need to make a joke about it afterwards. Yeah. Or, or your, the situations before, during, and after sometimes need to have a little bit of that better flow. Yeah. And, a little punch. And I don't think Stallone was as successful. as And Schwarzenegger, I think, was a master at it in his height. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, obviously – I've got a couple lines in here that, you know, could be pretty high for Stallone if we wanted, but. Uh, well, that's. I think, uh, uh, that's yeah, I'll shut choice. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your number three, Rob? My number three is. Okay. So this was kind of an underground hit. I did not see it when it came out. It wasn't until actually maybe about four or five years ago that I finally saw it, but I knew the line before I ever had seen the movie. Um, people would quote it all the time, kind of as your little eerie um, call to arms. It would be creepy in situations, and I never understood it until I saw the movie. But you got a gang. They're hiding. They've been running all night. They're about to die. And here comes this car driving real slow, and some bottles are Clanking. hitting fingers. Warriors! Come out and play. It. I never got it until about five years ago. What what it was from? Because I've seen it. I've seen it mocked in many many movies. I can't um, believe we didn't watch the Warriors together. I didn't. I didn't see. I like all of my like my Lincoln buddies. Those movie buffs. They loved it. Uh, I I know you've made references to it. Yeah. I have never seen it until oh my about God. five years ago. 
Do you do you remember when I went to New York as a, a young man to join a gang and I went there <laughs> fully dressed in my baseball uniform and clown outfit? Yes, <laughs> yeah, I totally remember. I uh, th- that movie gave me so uh, many misconceptions about how gang warfare works. I did oh, not even yeah. know. Uh, there uh, was a documentary recently where I want to say it was the 40th or 30th, some anniversary yeah. of the filming of that. Yeah. And they showed all that, the cast from the war. Wow, those those gentlemen did not age well. They no, are. they are all <laughs> rough as hell. Well, he did. Rough the main lead, the, the lead actor did have a wonderful follow up to Warriors by playing in Xanadu. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that was his follow up to Warriors. Um, that's true. And uh, I think everyone, if you've listened enough, you know that we are big fans of Xanadu. I am told I got a T-shirt from Xanadu. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, no, I... but I love the Warriors is it, it that I love the line. I've even used it before I had seen the movie. Oh, my gosh, Rob. That's well, OK, it's... I'll let I'll I'll let it pass. I'll let it pass. The guy who actually says Warriors has been in a lot. He was very familiar, but obviously, you know, you're talking early, early 80s when that movie came out. Yeah. Or what? No, I think it was early 70s. It, no, it was 1979. Or late, late seven, late, it was 1979. Yes, okay. He was in Dreamscape. Uh, he was in uh, he was in a lot. He was in 48 Hours. Um, OK. Was I, he just as like thug number four or something? He was like Luther that? in. No, because he was in, in Warriors. He was is bigger. He was Tommy Ray uh, Glattman in Dreamscape. That's the movie I like. I but here's the thing. This is I why remember I, Dreamscape. This is, I by do. the way, why I just looked this up, is because you and I just went back to back with him. Because you know who he also is. He's fucking Uh-oh. Sully, the guy who gets dropped. No crap. That actor. No crap. Six years later, gets dropped by Arnold Schwarzenegger, that, and wow. that's why I was like, "What? No, wait a minute. What? When you said that, that I was like." That's the same no guy. Shit. I know it's the same guy. All right, good. Huh. And you verified. Ooh, you looked that cl- cl- up. Cl- huh? Yeah. Uh, Sully in Commando and Luther in uh, in the Warriors. There you oh, go. Oh, shit. That's exciting, guys. Kismet. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I love that one. I love that movie. That movie is hilarious and fun, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, my number three. All right. This is actually a franchise that I love that's not Star Wars, not Star Trek. So I want you to picture yourself in a casino. You've uh, you've taken over the identity of a smuggler. You have met some people that you've given some diamonds to. They have paid you off. You go to the casino to blow off a little steam, right? You show up with an envelope marked Slumber Inc., and the casino gives you as much credit as you want. And then a buxom, <laughs> a buxom woman comes up to help you play craps. And she says, I'm plenty. And you say, you certainly are. And then she goes, <laughs> plenty O'Toole. And he says, named after your father, perhaps. There you go. That's that's my number three. Yeah. Um, from Diamonds Are Forever. And I could. there's so many good lines. That I Bond think we're going to go oh, with Shaken Not Stirred. I'm... It could, well, look, or Bond, James Bond. I mean, a lot of those, but I wanted to go yeah, with yep. with one of my favorite double entends. Which, uh, absolutely. I, there's also, and I should have said, Honor Blackman died last week, and I should say in uh, in 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 um, uh, Gold uh, Goldfinger uh, when she introduces herself as Pussy Galore, he goes, "You must be joking." <laughs> which I think is so funny. <laughs> my I name's just watched Pussy Galore. The- 
You I must just watched be the checking. AFI the AFI tribute to Sean Connery. I watched that there was some short that um, yeah. uh, Mike Myers did, and he went through the list of women that right. Uh, that Sean Connery had the pleasure of being, and you know, the pussy, and you, you're just watching Sean Connery's face as each line comes out. And, and then and Mike every- Myers says something along the lines of, yeah, I'm lucky to get the women like, uh, tight legs, Frida, don't touch me or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we should, because it's 2020, we should also mention that, uh, Sean Connery, uh, feels that you can just slap a woman sometimes, which is not good. So, there you go. I, I just want to say that. I agree that's not the right thing to say, and he should be admonished. He's basically canceled, you know. You can't really talk about John Connery without talking about the fact that he's kind of a dick. Uh, all right, so that's my number three. Okay. You must be joking. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, James Bond's got a lot of funny quips after he kills people, too. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, totally. But I think it gets funnier. I think it actually gets funnier once you get to Roger Moore. Or as I like to call it, the comedy years. Roger Moore is definitely where they were more comedy and less. It was almost it became parody of itself. Yeah. Uh, each one a little more than the last. Diamonds Are Forever, by the way, one of my top favorite James Bond movies. View uh, to a Kill is one of them. Really? really? Yeah, because it's more of a sentimental thing. I'm not saying it's one of the yeah. best, but it's a sentimental thing where it's like the first one I remember hitting theaters and seeing in the theaters. As it came out, there were others that, you know, obviously much better, but just there's a sentimental. Mm-hmm. It was and it was on HBO like all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, number two. I think you're on to number two. OK, my number two. Sorry, or is it number just, three? Yeah, it's number. two. No, no, no. It was number three. Uh, I, I did number three. Okay. Um, number two is. Sorry, I closed it and I was already. OK, so the movie rock all the Rocky franchises franchise has so many wonderful lines i mean i could name a billion of them but there's one that kind of he introduces character in rocky four and you have apollo creed dancing around the the Mm -hmm. the the, uh Mm -hmm. the ring and apollo has just verbally abused the heck out of this poor russian small pipsqueak of a of an athlete good goodness and so then, you know, it's like it's kind of like cheering for the blonde kid from Karate Kid. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, Sweep I'm the legs. cheering for Dolph. Yeah, I'm yeah. not cheering for Dolph Lundgren. But um, so Dolph Lundgren pummels and beats and eventually kills. Well, but he's not dead because he's literally flopping on the ground like a fish out of water. Yeah, but and, he dies. He, he kills him. But but. Yeah. He hasn't died yet for okay, this right. quote. Okay, yes. The camera go or the camera goes up to him and you hear if he dies, he dies. Yeah. It's I the coldness of it, it was like, ooh. That's if the he dies. That's, that's the coldness of Soviet Russia, Rob. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and the the fact that he is he's not viewed as a real athlete. And they're there are so many great lines in that movie, but there's something about if he dies, he, he dies. dies. No, it's good. And that line right there lets you know, hey, whatever we do to this motherfucker for the next 90 some minutes, you think he deserves it. Oh, Fuck yeah. Even though really, if you watch that movie, everybody is 
vile. <laughs> they are just vile to like he's a the victim Russians too. aren't yeah yeah the Russians really aren't bad guys until like I don't even really feel like Dolph Lundgren is ever a bad guy except for the fact that he's taking steroids which is the only thing he really does is well, bad yeah I mean he, he kills, kills Apollo in the ring but it's not he's but he not kills healed. Apollo in the ring he doesn't care that he kills Apollo in the ring and he took steroids which is the reason why he killed Apollo in the ring that's that's the arc of why you should be mad at uh at whatever that guy's name was but, sure yeah, I, I agree I agree with you if you really look at it you you you, you should be like wow He's really a victim of the society, of the systematic society of this whole thing. That's what the problem is. So anyway, I just, it's it's Russia. Russia's the bad guy. It's not really Dolph Lundgren's character. Russia is the bad guy. Yeah. The people of Russia cheer for Rocky because he is seen as a liberator, right? At the end, he's yeah. it like freedom triumphs overall and they get a glimpse and blah, blah, blah. I love and it. even Mikhail Gorbachev comes and does the... That's right. Yes. Slow clap. This is before Mikhail Gorbachev was completely made. Like Hollywood was like, no, uh-huh. this is a oh, good absolutely. guy later on. Mm-hmm. But at the yeah, point, yeah. Still, at the time of that, it was eighty. He's still the yeah. He's still the premier. Eighty five. Yeah. This is before the Mr. Gorbachev teared on this wall speech. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So my number two. Okay. I want to. I want you to picture this. You. You. We all have routines that we do. Every single day when we go into work, right? And for some of us, that includes stopping in at your favorite diner and grabbing a (laughs) hot cup of joe. But what happens if while you grab that hot cup of joe and you're reading the newspaper, maybe something critical about your police work, and the waitress that you've known for 10 years, Loretta, keeps pouring and pouring and pouring sugar into your black coffee. You order it black, by the way, every day for the last 10 years. And everyone's nervously looking around, but you are too engrossed into this newspaper article with the sniveling, slimy DA backing out of your case. And you take your hot cup of joe and you walk out, you take three steps, you take that first sip, and you spit it out! You know something's wrong. You turn around, all of a sudden, all the signs say closed. And those hands weren't Loretta's hands. They were someone else's hands. So they're in the midst of emptying out the cash registers. Five, six armed men. And all of a sudden, you bust out of the back. You bust out of the back, Rob. And you explain what happened. Loretta's been making you coffee for the last 10 years, and it's always black, and this time it's sweet. You then, by the way, blow the hell out of five of these six armed, uh, let's be honest, black men? Black men. They're armed black men. You're the white shining night here and you get down to that last one and he's got Loretta as a hostage and you just point your Smith and Wesson right at his skull and you say go ahead make my day and everyone loves it everyone loves it again I look back at the Dirty Harry movies and there's a prevalence of systematic racism in there yes they're absolutely racism but I think there's actually a better line in there from Dirty Care, or not the from Dirty Hair. Yeah, this is from the, Sudden Impact, nineteen eighty four. Are you thinking of uh, of the other one that everyone likes to say? Well, yeah, punk? that's from no, Dirty Hair. Nope, oh, not no, that one. Oh, what's what's the Another one? From Sudden one. Impact? What's the one from Sudden I, Impact? I know what you're thinking. Did I fire six shots? No, that's the Do You Feel Lunky? That's Dirty Harry. Two different movies, bro. 
Really? Yeah, this one's Sudden Impact. That one is a few years earlier, Dirty Harry. The first oh, the and it goes, oh, oh, duh, yeah. Duh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but you're right. I I had I had so it's fielder's choice. I could either choose do I did I fire five shots or six? Well, yeah, that's do you feel it, lucky, punk? It. Well, do you? Uh, I could have chosen that, but I chose go ahead and make my day because I just feel mm-hmm. like the go whole ahead, the, it's actually the, there's a comedy of her pouring the sugar, and it is like a full pour. Like you would you would literally are like okay. That cup doesn't have a bottom because she would be pushing coffee out because there's literally mm-hmm. 30 seconds of gram after gram after gram of sugar pouring. And she's looking at the sugar and looking at him like, aren't you going to fucking notice I'm pouring all the sugar in there? And he's just oblivious. So to me, there's a comic beat right before oh, he just like fully blows that everybody may- away. Yeah, yeah. And I totally get it. And, and um, that's uh, in San Francisco. It, there's something funny about the, those two Dirty Harry movies. Well, how many were there total? Five? Uh, there was Deadpool. Oh, so there's uh, Dirty Harry, Sudden Impact, uh, Deadpool. The Deadpool. The, the, Ted, the, the Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. So that's three. I don't know if there were any more than that. I'm I'm sorry. <sighs> I don't remember. I want to say there's a fourth one, but I, I'll i have to look it up. Um, or are we you just wait? Up? We sp- yeah, you can and, talk. You can talk. And okay. I'll look it up so we don't have so, to wait. For- um, that was also um uh jim carrey's movie debut if i'm not mistaken sudden impact. either that or either i want to say it was sudden impact or or uh once bitten was his first one, one of the two yeah. but he plays he plays uh the band that he's the lead singer of the band in sudden impact Magnum Force, I think, is what you're thinking of. Yes, that's, that's it. it. That. So, Dirty Harry, The Deadpool, Magnum Force, <clears throat> Impact. Um, well, look up when uh, when Jim Carrey was then, like, because I know he's Jim Carrey plays, and the song they play is uh, Guns N' Roses song, and it's actually the band Guns N' Roses behind him, but he's singing, he's lip syncing it. Oh well, that um, would have to be uh, that would have to be the Deadpool, probably. I'm guessing okay. just from the dates, because I don't think. Sudden okay. Impact is like ninety or is like eighty three, the other uh, the other yeah you're right you're, you're right you're right so it would have to not... be. I know once once bitten is eighty five, uh, so that would likely be his first movie then. Uh, well, actually, he was in uh, Finders Keepers before that. Copper. He was Road. also in Earth Girls Aren't Easy. Sex and Violence Family Hour. Um. Yeah. I'm looking. All I. I yeah. No, yeah, that's it. Was a moot point. I was just trying to keep the. He was in the Deadpool. Like, there you go. As Johnny Squares, as James Carey, he played Johnny Squares in the Deadpool 1998. There you go. Okay. Uh, so are we down to our number ones? We are down to our number ones. This will be no surprise for anyone who knows me. Go ahead for your number one. I, I don't know if I can predict your number one. I know you're not going to predict mine. Okay. Okay. So, John John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Um, And there's many that... (laughs) I thought that my my only one that didn't make my top five that I really love is a John Carpenter movie, but go on. Okay. Go on, let's go. Does it involve a pro wrestler? Uh, 
Yeah, no, but that okay. that one is are- too. And this one, by the way, I I applaud you for picking this as a number one because honestly, this was one of the ones that is the reason why I thought this would be a good topic. So go ahead, John Carpenter. By the way, calls himself Richard Armitage in the thing because he feels like this pro wrestler basically directed half the film. Yes, yeah. and that's a fair mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Because I, I don't even know if you want to say directing. He just was a tour de force. And it's an amazing I, that fight scene is the best is that um, movie is uh, the movie is they live yeah. and it is so bizarre and wonderful and you couldn't ask for a better movie if you were just in the right mood you have to be in the right mood for it and it is so stupid and the scene in an alleyway where he's got a shotgun it says i'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. Yeah. Now, Rob, I love yeah. you, and I love this line, but he's actually but in the my, bank. It's in the after, bank? yeah. So uh, he meets the cops. And, the alleyway's the fight. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, the alleyway's the fight. So he meets some cops after discovering the sunglasses. One of the cops is an alien. He shoots both of those cops, and then, then you see him armed with the police officer's shotgun and thing go into a bank. And what I uh, what I like about this scene, though, too, is if you notice, he only shoots the aliens. Uh-huh. As a matter of fact, after he gets done with after he gets out of the bank, a, a, a human cop comes up to him and he, uh, Roddy Roddy Parker's got the beat on him and he just says, drop your weapon and get out of here. He like leaves him be. But that yeah, that that movie that that line oh, it's so is so good. Ridiculous. I, I there's something about and I and I want to say the character of Duke Nukem, while many people thought it's kind of a Stallone ripoff, it's really not it's, it's Roddy Piper's yeah. character in They Live. Yeah, it's, it's so and, and that fight scene is filled with so many nut shots. It's oh, so great. It's so great. It's, but it's also such a what I love. It's most, really good, but it's really bad in the same yeah. time. Well, it's, you know what people when people talked about the Daredevil series on Netflix and the 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 hallway scene, everyone was like, "That is amazing fight yeah. choreography because it's very real. It's very visceral and real." Watch that and they fight get tired. scene. Yeah. They get tired. They are two giant men fighting each but other. But it's it's also comical yeah. because it's so ridiculous. It's my, it's a it's a brilliant movie. I my, love that movie. My wife was watching a show called Gr- The Green Leaves or something like that. I think it is. It's on Oprah's network. It follows a uh, family that runs a mega church in Atlanta, and uh, the the bishop, the head of this family, is uh, is also the guy who did uh, uh, the the witch doctor in uh, in uh, Princess and the Frog. It's the African American oh, oh, okay. gentleman yeah, in yeah, They yeah, Live. Yeah. I'm, I was trying my best. Uh, is it Keith Geffen? Yes, or? yes, I think that's it, Keith. Yeah, and it, or David Keith? No, David Keith. It's David I, Keith. Yes, 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 there you go. Thank yes, you. I was trying so, to remember his name. I was trying to do everything but call him the black. Guy I set up the David. domino. There you knocked you it down. Yeah. You got it. David <laughs> Keith. But anyway, I would play that fight scene as she was watching season after season of him being Bishop Greenleaf. Every now and again, I would call up that fight scene of him and Roddy Roddy Piper uh, nut punching each other. In the hall, that's yeah. such a good I, one. I just started watching the last season of Community, the one that went to yeah, uh, Yahoo. Yeah, and he is in that final season, and it it's kind of a slog fest. That's the last season is. Yeah, it's okay. It's sometimes you just I have love, to say it's over. Yeah, I well, I love Community, and they kept making the joke six seasons in a movie. Um, we still haven't seen the movie yet, but. Um, 
they forced that sixth season. They, they did. They did. Uh, so here's here's I'm going to talk about what I thought the John Carpenter movie that you were thinking of. It's a man and another man around a table and they're doing betting. And one of them says, what if I cut this bottle in half with a blade? Right. Is then, that? And then he skings like that in the bottoms of me. It's all in the reflex. Big Trouble in Little China is Big a, Trouble in Little China. I thought it John was Carpenter. where you were going. Yeah. 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 Um, um, so I also had some lines from the thing on my list. So they're good. They're good. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on a second. So uh, I do need to wrap this up, unfortunately. That's uh, fine. Really let's, quick. Let's uh, uh, get your last line out. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think this is that big of a surprise. Uh, it is, to me, the finest action movie ever. It is the thing that redefined the genre, and it is the best line of all time. I want you to imagine you are an off-duty New York policeman, and you're at your wife's Christmas party in L.A., <laughs> and the plaza gets taken over by what you think are terrorists. Well, now, you've managed, finally, to get yourself a machine gun and a radio, right? And you're finally, at this point, talking to the head terrorist. And he's like, you Americans, you're such cowboys. And then you say to him, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Motherfucker. By the way, did you know that uh, in in the script it was just supposed to be yippee-ki-yay, asshole? And uh, Bruce Willis said, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. And it cracked up the crew. And uh, he then did it as yippee-ki-yay, asshole. And they were like... Nah, it's better as Yippie Kaye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. <clears throat> Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. And I actually. That's uh, a great line. And, and then it gets it gets kind of hilarious later on because in Live Free or Die Hard. Right? Oh, sure. Do you remember that? He says. They try and force it in almost every movie. Yeah, have. every other movie he says, Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, towards the end and laughs and it's all fun. Mm-hmm. But my favorite, however, because live free or die hard breaks the mold for die hard movies. Cause he becomes more of a superhero, which I don't like, but one yeah, of the things we've, I do we've mentioned this on this yeah. podcast many times, but one of the things I do like about John McClane is how much of a badass he is throughout that whole thing. Like I like the mm-hmm. fact that his, he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come there. I'm going to fucking kick your ass. And then I'm going to take my daughter home. And then the bad guy's like, what the hell's with your dad? And she's like, if he said he's going to kick your ass and take me home, that's exactly what he's going to do. I think that's funny. But at the end, uh, the bad guy has him and he's like digging a gun into a bullet wound. And he says to him, your epitaph's going to be John McClane. Oh, he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. And then John McClane grabs the gun, puts his hand around it and says, no, I think it's going to be yippee Kaye motherfucker, and then shoots the gun through his gunshot into the bad guy. <laughs> That's how he fucking takes him down, mm-hmm. is by shooting himself through an, an already gunshot, because that's how badass John McClane is. Doesn't matter how hurt he is, doesn't matter mm-hmm. how vulnerable it is. It's about taking out the motherfucking bad guy, and I love it. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker! We could literally do another. Oh, I mean, there's so many minutes. on my list that are also wonderful. I know. And yeah, I, let's, I, let's and I realize the Star Wars ones. I didn't. You want me just to start? Through? Just, just say a couple um, of ones. Yeah, like, it's fine. Okay. Um, show me the money is great. Yeah. Go this ahead and make my day. Is Sparta? Oh yeah. Hasta la vista, um, baby. It's a trap. Say hello to my little friend. Um, I'd buy that for a dollar. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Oh, that's a great one. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even think of any of that. Because uh, 
Uh, you're going to need um, a snake bigger Pilskin boat. Saint. Oh. oh, that's a good one, oh, too. Uh, Roadhouse is I Thought You'd Be Bigger. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Rocky with I Got Heart, but I Ain't Got No Locker. You're going to eat lightning and crap thunder. And Casablanca on my honorable list. Here's looking at you, kid. Or, of all the gin joints in the world, she had to walk into mine. My favorite is This is the Beginning of Your Beautiful Friendship. I like that one and yeah. that one as well. Uh, also, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Uh, this is Chinatown. I mean, we could just basically now name off all the quotes. That we oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and um, uh, I'll see Then I'll see you in hell. From, oh, yeah. From many different movies, but from Empire when. Empire, that one is a great one, yeah. You're not yeah, real free until you get to the Southwest Park. I'll see you in I'll hell. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> this implies that, that we have a concept of hell in space. Yeah. <laughs> space All right, we need, to pick, we need to pick a uh, which one we like better, Yippee Kaye, uh, motherfucker, or I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm you know, I, I have, because I got the situation wrong, I think we got to give it to you. Because, <gasps> what? Yeah, I... You know, I think I got to fall on my sword here. We I did get the situation are the wrong. Champions, my friends. Bum, 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 bum. Well, Rob, that means since I'm the winner and you're the loser, as our tradition, loser has to say our catchphrase, <laughs> catchphrase that we've been saying since the Warriors premiered in uh, 1979 and we started this podcast as four year olds. It's uh, a catchphrase that everyone, I, I know three people have this tattooed across their chest, one across their face that is, of course, Post Malone. What is our catchphrase? <laughs> Laugh it up, buzzball. Oh, now if you would have picked that one, you would have won. <laughs>